Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof on 3cr.org.au or 3CR 855 on the AM dial. My name's Fiona and I'm from Housing for the Aged Action Group. I'm not joined in the studio by anyone today because we've had a couple of last minute um, cancellations, which is a pity. But I do have for you an interview that I did earlier with Kobe Maglin, who is our National Projects um, worker who's taken over from Jeff Fiedler. Um, and that's a really interesting interview about some of the things that's happening in other states. But before we go into that interview, I thought I would share with you some of the early results that we've been getting um, from a survey that we did. So you may remember um, last fortnight, we spoke about having an online survey about what issues people are seeing with their housing um, related to COVID and the changes. Um, as you know, we are about two and a half months into the social distancing lockdown restrictions that took place around the end of March um, earlier in the year. And we're just hearing in the last couple of days that some of these restrictions are being lifted. Obviously, this has had a really big impact on older people. Um, and we wanted to hear about some of the things that were happening for you um, and for our clients that are coming to our service that have had direct impact um, on their housing. So some of those things I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about now. Um, we had 84 people complete the survey, mainly from Victoria. We did have a couple of interstate people as well complete the survey, which was really good to see. Now, this is an online survey, so obviously it's going to favour people who um, can use the internet, but also we did have a look um, at our client data and also we had our um, aged care service navigator volunteers ringing different people who we knew might be having trouble. And we had a somebody, um, Joanne, who's our membership person, actually assist people complete that survey as well. So although it does favour people with the internet, it's not entirely all about that. Um, so 18 people come to the housing support service that had COVID related housing issues. And there were two people through our service navigator that had issues reported to our volunteer to our volunteers. So in terms of where people were living, um, of the people that completed the survey, 35% or about a third were living in private rental, whereas 60% or two thirds of our housing support clients were living in private rental. We had um, a 24% that live in public and community housing and 16% in retirement housing. Of the housing support clients that came to us, 22% were homeless or in a rooming house or emergency accommodation and only 8% in the survey. So that makes sense if you think about it, because if you're homeless, you're less likely to be filling out a survey. Um, so in terms of some of the issues that they're telling us a little bit about, 
A lot of people said that paying the rent had already gotten harder as a result of the virus and 24% thought it was likely to get harder. People also felt less secure and they felt that it was harder for them to pay the bills and also it was harder for them to get repairs done from their managers or from their landlords. Um, for those people that are living in rental villages or retirement villages or independent living units, 75% said it was harder for them to access services that are usually included in their rent. So they're paying an amount of money to their managers for things um, that they are not able to get as a result of the virus. And that's a really significant number, um, which we hopefully will be able to follow up with some of those residents in the next couple of weeks. We also had some pretty sad and distressing stories about how it's impacted on people's social isolation and some of the things that people used to do to make ends meet and to be able to pay the rent they're no longer able to do. So for example, there was some people who had part-time jobs that they had lost, that they had, they were on the age pension and they were using things like, um, you know, small, small amounts of part-time work to top that rent up and they no longer were able to do that. So I've got some quotes here that people told us about when they were completing the survey, which I'll just read out for you and you can hear the sorts of stories that are coming through our survey. This person tells us, I have no work for four weeks. I had money for rent, food and bills and I felt cut off at home with very little support from anyone. It's not only the elderly who live alone, but many young people. They also felt cut off. I felt very sad and friendless. Another person said, my situation has remained the same, but I don't know what my long-term housing stability will be as I live in private rental and spend two thirds of my pension on rent. I'm not sure how long the landlord will keep the property I live in. Another person has said, I've been on a periodic tenancy for 18 months and could be given notice at any time. I've been looking at other rentals, but it's hard to find anything affordable that is not run down in need of painting or repairs. And now with the virus, there are less places advertised. It seems that people aren't moving. Another story that we're hearing um, anecdotally is the troubles of people who use things like um, house sitting or um, staying with friends and family or pet sitting to be able to provide housing for themselves. And of course, with the virus, all of those opportunities have dried up, leaving people with nowhere to go. Um, and so this quote illustrates that. Somebody that completed our survey said, I've been house sitting in order to keep a roof over my head, but with the cancellation of all travel, those opportunities evaporated overnight. So we know that there's a lot of older people out there that are really struggling at the moment um, with social isolation and with paying high rents and with not being able to get services into the home and not being able to visit family and friends. Um, and have lost part-time jobs as well. It's hard to believe that people in their 70s and 80s are still having to work to be able to make ends meet, but that's the way it is for a lot of people. Um, so of course, if you're having um, any housing trouble um, and you're wanting to get in contact with us, you're most welcome to give our office a call. We are still working um, here, even though we're all from home now. So it is one of the things that we can help you with is your housing, but we're also interested in hearing from people who might be having troubles um, because of the virus. Um, and we're happy to try and link people in with emergency 
um, food or medication or even just, you know, assistance with where to go for other help. So if you do need that kind of assistance, you can call us on 1300 765 178 and we're more than happy to hear your story and try and assist you as best we can. So I'm now going to go into um, a little bit of a couple of ads and then we'll go straight into the interview with Kobe Maglin from the National Project. Many of you will be familiar with 3CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser. It's when you, our listeners, literally keep the station going with your generous donations. It's a vibrant and busy time each June at the station and an all-in effort from our volunteers, staff and supporters. But in 2020, under the COVID-19 restrictions, we need to do things a little bit differently. So stay tuned for our June Station Appeal. It'll be online, on point, and be asking those of you who can to make a donation to keep 3CR alive. 3CR, your station in struggle and solidarity. Okay. So I'm joined today by Kobe Maglin, who is taken over from, from Jeff on our national project. How are you going today, Kobe? Great, thanks, Fiona. How about you? Yeah, it's a sunshiny day out there and we're stuck inside yet again. But that's <laughs> the way it is these days, I guess. Um, so I've asked you mm -hmm. to come in today to talk a little bit about what's been happening in states other than Victoria around old, older people and housing. Um, so you started with us in, what, it was just around the time when we had the COVID shutdown, wasn't it? When did you start? It was the end of March. Yeah, so bang on. Mm. We were all shutting down. Um, but prior to that, you worked at Social Ventures Australia um, with, with us on a project about older um, women and homelessness. Is, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I worked for a period designing a project to respond to the issue about older people, older women and the um, increasing risk of homelessness and experience of homelessness. And that was looking at a multifaceted approach, which was seeking to address housing supply, the service response, but then also some of the issues around gender inequality, which is why older women are finding themselves increasingly uh, in precarious housing situations as they age. So that work um, brought me in contact with HAG and um, I was lucky to uh, meet Jeff and work with him for about 12 months before I was able to transition over into his role. Sort of the timing worked wonderfully. And we're very excited to have you. <laughs> it has worked really well. Um, so since you've started in March, you've been um, going around state by state and talking to the various um, organisations and older people in each of those states, because people might not be aware of this, but Victoria is the only place that actually has a service like Home at Last, which links older people in with housing. And so each of the different states has the same problems in terms of older people not being able to access affordable and safe housing, but they don't have any way to find that. So part of the aims of the project was to go around and talk to those organisations and try and build awareness. So where's that at? Because we're four years into a five-year project now. So obviously you've picked up on a lot of the work that's been done previously, but could you give us a little bit of a summary of 
where each of the states are at in terms of um, getting a service on the ground and older people and homelessness? Yes, well, I have spent uh, the last couple of months connecting with people and organisations around the country virtually, of course. I wasn't, yeah. haven't been able to travel. Um, but I've reached out and spoken to a lot of people. And um, you know, it, it, unfortunately, it's, it's fairly universal um, across the country, um, the experiences that older people have in terms of housing insecurity. Um, so I do hear... Um, a lot about different people's experiences and and also um, unfortunately there isn't um, a, a similar uh, support available um, so there, there are different services available in different states but they don't really connect particularly well they're difficult to navigate and there's certainly gaps in the system um, we're obviously experiencing um, you know, greater uh, vulnerability um, as a consequence of COVID. So you know, we're facing a situation where we're receiving calls, HAG's receiving calls in Melbourne from people interstate. Uh, for example, a woman in Queensland who rang, who was 72, um, was uh, unable to pay or struggling to pay her rent and um, had lost her job and, and really didn't know where to turn for support. I mean, we were able to make a referral to a homeless service provider, but I'm not sure whether she was going to be able to get the sort of help that we, we offer. Um, across the country, um, Jeff and Debbie Faulkner from the university, um, she's now at South Australia University, um, have um, they've done some research um, to look at homelessness trends and understand the service system in South Australia, New South Wales, Western Australia and Queensland. Um, and that's where we now know the most about the system and also have relationships with organisations in those states. And they're all quite different because the housing and homelessness systems are delivered by state governments. So there's different um, approaches in each state. Um, uh, one thing we know, for example, in places in, in New South Wales, that the priority access for older people um, in terms of social housing is at 80 years of age. Um, we have um, fantastic networks um, now, um, in uh, particularly in New South Wales and in uh, Western Australia, where there's active groups who are advocating for the establishment of a service similar to Home at Last. Um, and we've also got um, great relationships in Queensland where there's a movement called the Housing Older Women Movement that's very active and, again, looking at ways in which they can improve supports for, for older people. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. What do you want me to tell you about? Yeah, it just seems crazy to me that you have to be 80 before you're considered a priority in New South Wales. And, and in Queensland, from what I understand, they, they don't have any sort of priority system. They have what's the, the rental affordability scheme, a lot more houses there, but that's a, that's a short term fix, I guess. And it relies on a subsidy from the federal government. Um, and yeah, it just seems that each of the states, because they all have different systems, it has been a hard slog to get an understanding from Victoria about what that means. Um, would you say that there's support in other states for a service like Home at Last? Do you think people want that sort of thing or do you think they feel like they've got it pretty sorted out? I'm uh, um, constantly uh, 
told by people that I'm engaging with that they are impressed by the service that Home at Last offers and um, they would love to see something similar um, set up in their state because um, the systems as they exist do not understand or meet the needs of older people who are in housing stress. Um, so um, it's not really a hard sell, to be honest. Yeah. Um, everyone um, sees the advantage um, and is keen to um, look at ways in which we can advocate for governments to support a similar service to be set up. Um, we yeah. just need to um, obviously convince uh, government because of the importance of government funding um, for this sort of service. It's not something that can rely on philanthropic funding for it to be a sustainable service. And I guess the other thing that we would like to see at HAG is, um, is not just talking about um, the service, but also talking about the idea of bringing groups of older people together to advocate nationally for more housing. Um, and, and would you be able to tell us a little bit about that? I understand you connected with some existing, pre-existing networks of older people and older women who have an interest in lobbying government. Um, how's, that, how's that side of things been going? There are some very active um, people around the country, great um, organisations like the Older Women's Network, which um, is doing a lot of great work in, um, certainly I hear of them in New South Wales and in Queensland. Um, women connected with this um, Housing Older Women Network in, in Queensland. Um, lived experience advisors who are very involved with the work that we're doing with Ageing on the Edge in Western Australia. Um, again, the approach that um, HAG has and Home at Last um, very much um, having our service informed by our members and by people who have used the service is seen as being really important to um, ensuring that it, it is um, appropriate um, and tailored to the needs of older people. So that's, um, that's seen as one of the great strengths of the organisation and the way in which we work and something that people are keen to replicate. We really um, want to make sure that we're working with um, those existing groups in different states, um, but also um, through our um, National Alliance for Seniors Housing as well um, as another forum which has a particular focus on older people and housing um, and advocating for um, housing justice for older people. Great. So I guess um, this project that, that we have at the moment is funded till the end of December. Um, this year, 2020, and we are hoping to have an extension of that funding, um, fingers crossed. Is there anything that you would like to see if you had the magic wand in an ideal world? What would you like to see the next four or five years look like for older people and housing? Well, I would love to see an investment by government in social and affordable housing, mm. number one, um, because we know that there's just not enough appropriate and affordable housing. Um, but then also ensuring that there's appropriate support so that people can access that, um, you know, that we have um, older people who are empowered and aware of their options um, and not falling into housing crisis. Um, I think that the uh, 
the model, as I said, the, the example that, that HAG has of a member-based organisation where services are informed by people who've used the service, um, if that could be um, available to all people across Australia um, and tailored to, you know, we know that not all, all people are the same, you know, we've got people with very different backgrounds and experiences and want to make sure that um, we can be accessible for, for all older people. So um, what to, to have the organisation, HAG, be able to help to support um, that outcome, um, I'd love to see that. Yeah, we'd love to see it too. So if people are interested in, um, if they're listening from interstate, because we're listening to 3CR and you can stream that on 3cr.org.au, so you can be in any, any place. Um, so if someone's listening from interstate and they, and they, are, they do have an experience of homelessness and they may want to advocate on behalf of improved housing outcomes, they can get involved in the in the um, National Alliance of Seniors Housing, um, and also if they're interested in following the project, they can have a look at our website. Would that be the best place to go for information? That would be the best place to go. Um, certainly, give that a go, and you can always call us, and someone can um, connect um, connect through to me if you want to have a conversation. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, we're very excited to have you on board, Kobe, to continue this fantastic work. So thanks for taking the time today to tell us about it. Um, and yeah, any questions, we can direct people to you and yeah, look forward to seeing how it unfolds over the coming months and fingers crossed coming years. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks a lot, Fiona. Thank you. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Okay, so we just heard from Kobe Maglin, who is the National Project Worker for us at Housing for the Aged Action Group about the work that she's doing in other states um, around trying to get a service up and also trying to advocate for more housing um, for older people. So we're really excited to have her on board. Um, she did mention that you could get in contact um, with us if you're interested in getting involved in that project or interested in having a chat with her, particularly if you live interstate. Um, so to be able to do that, you can give our office a call on 039654-7389. And one of the things that we wanna do with the National Alliance of Seniors Housing, which has been um, run by Leone for a little while now, is to make sure that um, they're always gonna be a part of us at HAG and that they can get involved ongoing, even if we don't get any funding, because we really do want to be able to continue that national advocacy. So we're encouraging members um, and older people who live in states other than Victoria to sign up um, as a member of HAG, and that will get you a newsletter once a quarter. It will allow you to he hear from us via um, an e-bulletin and also participate in the varying lobbying efforts that we do for both state and federal government. Um, so you can become a member by jumping onto our website and the address is, if you've got a pen, if you go grab a pen, the address is oldertenants.org.au 
and then there's a little sidebar and you can click on become a member. So that's oldertenants.org.au become a member, which is slash join us. And so it's free um, if you're a pensioner and yeah, it, we really encourage people from other states to join us and help us advocate, advocate for housing justice. The other thing that um, I wanted to mention was the survey that we're doing at the moment for um, people who are experiencing particular housing difficulties as a result of the coronavirus. Um, and what we want to hear, we want to hear from you, whatever your housing type. So if you live in retirement housing, if you live in private rental, if you have been staying with family and friends and you're no longer able to, if you've been house sitting, um, if you've been living in a caravan park or perhaps um, moving around in, um, you know, various different things that you might be using to try and get a roof over your head and the virus has impacted on you. If you're struggling to pay the rent um, or any of those issues, you can fill out our survey and we will use this um, to hopefully lobby Victorian and federal government about some of these issues. We think that a lot of these issues are being hidden and people aren't hearing about it. So we're really keen to hear from you. That survey stays open till the end of May. So there's a little bit more time and you can access it via our website. That's oldertenants.org.au and click on the big button that says coronavirus and it will take you to the survey. Um, so yeah, if you're having any trouble, you can always contact us and we can talk you through it and help you fill out the survey. Um, and the last thing I wanted to mention was you would have heard me play a little station um, ad before for 3CR. So ordinarily around this time of year, we would be having a radiothon and we would be asking listeners to raise the roof, raise the roof to donate to that. Um, but because COVID is happening and the station's actually shut down, um, everybody's producing their radio shows from their own homes, which has been an incredible effort. Um, if you consider how much work goes into that and there's hundreds of different programmers all, all managing to keep their voices on the air. Um, but of course, there's a lot of hardworking staff behind the scenes that keep this going as well. And without the hard work of the staff and without all of the equipment that's needed, this station would not be on the air. And it relies very heavily on donations. Um, so although the Radiothon's not on anymore, there is a station appeal, which is a online appeal where you can donate money um, and you can, that donation is tax deductible if you pay tax. Um, it might be useful for you to get that in before the end of the financial year. And so you can make a donation either by post, by phone or by direct deposit. So any of those things are possible. The only thing that's not possible is giving cash in person because of the COVID pandemic. So if you're interested, if you've saved some money by not going to the pub or not going to the movies, um, if you've got five bucks or 10 bucks to spare, every little bit counts and the station really could use that money. So if you'd like to make a donation, I certainly will be. It's 3cr.org.au slash donate. And you can give them a call um, on 9419-8377 during business hours to pay by credit card. 
So it's so important for 3CR um, to stay on the air and to hear from people who don't get covered, whose voices don't get heard in the mainstream media. You certainly don't hear um, many older people talking about housing issues on Channel 9 or in the Herald Sun. So if you think it's important to hear from people that are normally marginalised in this country, then jump online or jump on the phone and any spare change um, would be most welcome. So that's all we have time for um, today. If you're interested in getting some assistance with your housing, um, if you're concerned about, you know, the impact of the COVID virus um, on, on you or on any of your friends, you can always get in contact with us at HAG. Um, we're more than happy to hear from you and hear from anyone that um, is having any housing troubles. So give us a call on 1300 765 178 um, or yeah, jump online to do our survey at oldtenants.org.au. Great, thanks a lot for listening and um, I'm gonna go out now with a song by The Bedridden and it's called The Fishing Song. So see you next fortnight. See you later. Thank you.